All right, and we are back with Sons of Swoop after a little hiatus. Um, Jeff, not a pretty game today, and uh, we're definitely going to talk about it all. But uh, what are your initial thoughts on the Eagles' first loss of the season to the New York Jets? First loss of the season to what I think is not a very good football team. And not only not a very good football team, but a football team that was just as injured as we were missing their starting quarterback, missing their two best offensive linemen, missing their two best cornerbacks, including probably the best corner in the NFL, Sauce Gardner. You know, I thought coming into this game, the offense would kind of have a field day, and it was not that at all. Um, the, it was probably the worst Eagles lost in the last couple of years, probably in the Hurts-Sirianni era. And, you know, we were injured, but it's really no excuse because so are the Jets. And it's it's a really horrible feeling because, you know, we did everything we could to throw away that game. And it didn't seem like the Jets, you know, being a bad team, didn't want to take it. But, you know, eventually they did. We just made too many mistakes and couldn't get the job done. Yeah, this was uh, this was an awful loss. And, and I'm kind of at the point where, you know, you're you're five and one, which looks great. Um, also, coming into this game, you had a chance to take total control over the uh, the uh, NFC. And unfortunately, we could not do that because the 49ers lost to a P.J. Walker-led Browns. Cowboys have been sputtering a little bit. Uh, and really, outside of that, I guess you have the Lions. But we had a chance to be 6-0 and against the bad team. And um, I'll say this. I'm officially concerned, okay? We, we've played six games. We've really played six not good teams, maybe average at best. And what's our signature win this year, Jeff? I mean, we're like barely scraping by every single week. And it, it culminated in a terrible loss. And there's a lot to break down in this game. Um, it was not just one person. It was not just the players. It was not just the coaching. I mean, it was really everybody in this game. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, you want to start with the offense and how they let us down today. Sure, but before we get to that, I just want to build off of what you were just saying. You know, we're 5-1. and one. We had a chance to take control of the NFC at 6-0. and oh. But even though we're 5-1 and one and we're still in first place, I'm concerned just like you are. This team has not looked great all year. We haven't played any good teams. I mean, I guess our best win was against the Rams last week. But, I mean, they're, what are they? they're an average team at best. I mean, they're not a... Super Bowl contender. Uh, this was the cupcake part of our schedule, and we were supposed to take care of business, and not only take care of business, but win convincingly. And we really haven't done that this season. I mean, this season, six games is a large sample size at this point. I mean, this team just doesn't feel like they did last year, does it? No, yeah, so let's let's break that down, because you said we should be blowing teams out. And I'm a guy that really likes to watch every game and, and dissect it, as you know. And Forget about the score. Forget about the stats. You know, we watch every game. They haven't looked great. They've really gotten a little lucky in some of these games to have won against not good teams. So forget about everything. You're exactly right. It does not feel like a Super Bowl team. I get they're 5-1. and one. I get they can turn it around. But... Uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball, which is the scary part. We thought the defense was going to be the side of the ball that was really the worry, the worrisome part. And they've had their ups and downs. But it's the offense that doesn't look great. And it's Jalen Hurts 
who hasn't looked great. Um, and we love Jalen Hurts, but he's regressed this year so far. Let's just call it what it is. Now, the game today uh, was not all his fault, but he lost the game at the end. And, and that was what was shocking. I mean, we if you're looking at the strategy of the game, we should have won this game. We had two drives at the end of the game with an opportunity to win the game. And instead, Hurts throws the worst interception I think I've ever seen him throw. Just horrible all the way through. Like, we can't make excuses for this one. A lot of the interceptions this year, we can make some sort of excuse. And then on the last drive, uh, I mean, we don't even get a first down. So you've seen him regress. Obviously, the offensive play calling has greatly regressed. Um, even today, you could say Devontae Smith regressed today. Not Maybe not the other games, but two of the worst drops i ever seen him have. Um Dallas Goddard, I thought he was in for a huge year, and he's been a little disappointing, obviously having a drop turned into an interception. So the answer is no, this does not look like the same team as last year. And uh, I, I don't care about the 5-1. and one. I want to see a better-looking team, and they don't look great. Period. You're right. You're right. Jalen Hurts, he he looked a lot better last year than he, than he does this year. Um, you know, his turnovers are up significantly. He had three today. Two of them weren't his fault. But that that last one at the end, when you really needed to pick up a first down, I mean, that's what MVP franchise quarterbacks do in those big situations. They find a way. And he made one of the worst. It was was an abysmal decision to throw that ball there. There was two Jets players right there. Uh, He wasn't fooling anyone. He was looking directly at, was it Dallas Goddard he was throwing to? He just stared right at him. Defenders went and picked it off. It it was was double covered. Double covered. It was all. Let's let's remember this too. He should have had another interception on the last last pass. Devontae Smith knocked it out of the guy's hand. So, yeah, um, let's, let's go to that last drive. I mean, the Jets, like I said, the Jets are a bad team. They should not. When they got that interception, I was screaming at the TV for them to score that touchdown so the yeah. Eagles the ball back, and we tackled the guys. So then the Jets' offense comes out and like, all right, I guess we let them score the ball and just take two yards and go down and just, uh, you know, milk the clock and kick a field goal with no time left. But you know, they're the Jets and they're in horrible organization and they're poorly coached and they go in and they score a touchdown, giving Jalen Hurts and the Eagles a minute and 46 to come down with two, and timeouts, two timeouts and score a touchdown. Yes. Um, so there was still a ton of hope left, even though the offense looked flat all year. I mean, all, all game, Jalen Hurts had a chance to redeem himself after that terrible interception. And we go four and out. We, we moved the ball two yards. The play calling I thought was bad. And Jalen Hurts just chucks it to Devontae Smith on fourth down. Well, for, can uh, I ask you, why did, why did we chuck it down the field on fourth down? I mean, I would do a higher percentage play. I mean, that's like a – anyway, he was double covered. I mean, the whole thing was terrible. But why go for like a Hail Mary there? If you get a first down, you still have a shot to win the game. Oh, absolutely. There was still plenty of time. We still had a timeout. It it was just horrible play calling, horrible decision making. I mean, I understand if you want to have someone – you know, run the deep pattern just to, you know, spread the defense out a little bit. But why would you have Devontae Smith? Like, have Devontae Smith run an eight-yard out route or or a post route or something, something that's more of a high-percentage play. But, you know, he's one of our two best receivers, and you just have him on a fly pattern. You just chuck – it was – you know, 
the play calling was, was bad all game. And I want to get your opinion on this. Um, you know, going into the two-minute warning, the Jets had two timeouts in the two-minute warning. We run the ball on first down, run the ball on second down, throw the ball on uh, third down. Do you think it was the right decision to throw the ball there on that third down, or would you have ran it? And uh, the way the defense was playing, you know, hopefully you pin the Jets within the 20, and, you know, you have Zach Wilson come down the field and uh, because we're still up at that point, uh, yeah. try to have them yeah, kick yeah. field goal. What do you think? Uh, I, you know, I think all year we've been making the wrong decisions, again, strategically, on when to run and when to pass. And I've never been a guy – I mean, I'm not old school where it's like we have to run the ball. Like I, I know people where like every game they're saying we got to run the ball, we got to run the ball. And I'm not that. If the defense is presenting a, a, a formation where we should pass it every time, I, I have no problem passing it every time. Um, but I think we've been making the wrong decision uh, strategically, uh, like coaching-wise. I think Sirianni um, – and everybody's blaming Brian Johnson, but it's Sirianni's offense. He's the head coach. If you really want to get down to it, he hired Brian Johnson. He trained Brian Johnson. So let's stop evading the Sirianni criticism. <clears throat> He's been making a lot of strategic errors. Um, and even if you go back to the Commanders game, he made – Errors of scoring too quickly. And so, yeah, I, I, I think I would have probably punted it there and, and ran. But so. uh, we, were not, we were not running the ball well today at all either. I mean, we were getting crushed at the line of scrimmage. But um, I don't want to pontificate here. I just think they've been, they just have not looked in sync the entire season. No, they, they haven't. And, you know, the Eagles are typically a, a good runners of the football. And today the Jets completely shut it down. I don't know if it was because it was probably a combination of not having two offensive starting linemen. And then also the Jets kind of just committing to the run and saying, you know, Jalen Hurts beat us through the air, even if we have two backup cornerbacks. Um, and, you know, AJ Brown had a nice game. He had over 125 yards again. He, um, you know, Jalen Hurts had him on a, on a deep ball. It didn't wind up mattering. Cause I think we scored a touchdown on that drive anyway. But mm-hmm. it but just seems AJ Brown just just kind of quit on a route, just stopped running. I I don't really like seeing that. It just seems like these are things we never did last year, and I don't really know what's going on this year. Yeah. So, and, and I want to be clear here. I, I don't want to sound like we're bailing on Jalen Hurts. We still love Jalen Hurts. The dude's still a winner at the end of the day, um, and I still think he's having a pretty good year. But when I say he's regressing, I mean he was an MVP candidate last year. It's not easy to follow that up, uh, but he's not as good as he was last year at, at this point. Um, that being said, this game was interesting because I thought really through three quarters, the rest of the team was letting Hurts down. Like you just said, uh, A.J. Brown, who had a phenomenal game, but on that one play, should have been a touchdown pass. He just stopped running. Um, Devontae Smith, with one of the worst drops I've ever seen him have, there was no one in 15. 15 yards of him. And it was right in his head. Like, open. Uh, and, and that was his second drop of the day. Dallas got it with the drop that turns into an interception. Kenny Gamewell had a drop on a third down when we were back in our own territory. So uh, the rest of the offense, I thought, played terrible. And then the fourth quarter, that's when I thought Hurts let us down. So I thought Hurts actually played very well up until the end. Obviously, we're only going to remember the end. Uh, but I think this is the time where we got to bring up the value of Lane Johnson to this team. 
once he went out and we were up, I'm pretty sure it was 14-3 when he got hurt. Yep. Uh, we didn't score again. And let me just bring up this stat. Um, we're 84-48-1 when Wayne Johnson plays. And when he is out, we are 13-22. and We have a losing record when he's out by a lot. Uh, and you saw it today. Once he went out, we could not score. Uh, and, and to do the flip on that, Jack Driscoll is maybe the worst offensive lineman. For that performance, at least today, maybe the worst I've ever seen. Maybe up there with the Danny Watkins um, performance. I mean, he couldn't even touch any of the defensive players. So I oh, think Jack Driscoll was one of the single-handed reasons why we lost. Oh, it was so obvious Lane Johnson wasn't on the field as soon as he came off and Jack Driscoll took his place. I mean, the, the guy was getting beat like a drum all afternoon. Um, you know, the, the Jets got in Hurts' face all, all game. It's something we're not really used to seeing because Lane Johnson, I mean, the guy hasn't given up a sack in, what, like three or four years? It's It's ridiculous. You know, outside of Jalen Hurts, he's probably the most valuable person on the team, not just the offense. I mean, he really is that important. So you're well, losing. On, yeah. On the yeah. one interception, I mean, Hurts got hit in the arm because Driscoll can't block. He can't even slow a guy down. And by the way, Jeff, let me ask you this. I and mean, we all love Howie Roseman. But it is an interesting decision to go into this season without a better backup plan if Lane Johnson got hurt. I mean, let's be honest. I know I, there's a lot of fans out there that like Jack Driscoll. I've never been a Jack Driscoll fan. I never thought he was good. Um, and anytime he comes in, he's not that good. Tonight he was particularly bad. But it, it, it begs the question, why, on a team that values offensive line play more than any other team in the league, why didn't we have a better option at backup right tackle? That's, that's something I'm interested in. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, we're down Jurgens, we're down Lane Johnson. I don't know how much time Lane's going to miss, but I know the Jets have a good defensive line. But after what I saw today, I don't think you can just keep rolling with Jack Driscoll. I, he was really that bad. I mean, he he's one of the three reasons we probably lost today. I think if Lane Johnson doesn't get hurt, we probably win the game. Um, but... You know, I just don't know where you go from here. I mean, the Eagles are really banged up now. I mean, we were banged up going into this game and then playing on that MetLife turf. Oh, my God. They have to blow up that stadium and build something else because it's just – it's not just our team. It, it's every team. It was the, the Jets. Um, they had some injuries today. I mean, I don't know how the NFL can allow this and just let these guys go out there. And it, it's, it's a guarantee injury, like a serious injury for someone every single week. They play on that field. It's it's embarrassing for the league. Aaron Rodgers can't even get through a, a one play on that turf. So I mean, the Jets entire the Jets entire team's injured. And obviously tonight, I mean, we had more injuries in this game than any other game. I know the Giants have a ton of injuries. I mean, NFL. It is clearly the turf. Like they they keep saying there's no correlation between the turf and injuries. Ask any player. They hate playing on that turf. How can we allow this? So I totally agree with that. I mean, I was thinking that the whole night. Um, you just say their cleats get stuck in the ground and they're getting smacked. So 
absolutely ridiculous. Uh, by the way, there was not one brotherly shove this game, right? We didn't do one QB sneak, which is kind of interesting. I wonder if it had to do with the turf. They didn't want anybody getting rolled up in that turf. They didn't do it one time. I don't Meanwhile, even know if you know, the NFL is trying to crack down on the uh, brotherly shove or the touch push. Tonight, and there was a yeah, yeah. Well, again, I mean, yeah, they're saying all these injuries. Stupid. There's no injuries happening with the tush push. There's injuries happening with the turf field. Get rid of the turf field. So I'm with you on that. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, let's continue with this, right? So tons and tons. Even forget about Jack Dreskel. I mean, so many mistakes from your star players. And I, I do. I'm kind of like on the fence with the play calling thing. On one hand, I do agree. Like, there's clearly an issue with the play calling and Brian Johnson, and and we miss Shane Steichen. On the other hand, today, it's not Brian Johnson's fault. Devontae Smith drops a wide-open pass that would have changed the game. It's not his fault Dallas Goddard dropped the pass that turned into an interception. It's not his fault that Jalen Hurts threw into double coverage multiple times on either interceptions or the last play of the game that should have been an interception. Um, It's not his fault Kenny Gamewell dropped the pass on third down. So, um, I, I agree. There's obviously an issue with the play calling. I mean, just look at our red zone numbers. I, I mean, there's enough of a sample size now, six games to know. The red zone offense, even the first touchdown we scored, I mean, we scored by a centimeter. I mean, that one was a little bit of a controversial uh, call by the refs. I mean, I think he scored on the replay, but I mean, on the initial play, it did not look like he scored. It's not like we're looking like world beaters in the red zone like last year. Um I mean, I get it. We're five and one. I don't want to be the guy that complains so much, but when we get to this harder schedule, do you think we're going to, you know, kind of get into shape real quick against the Bills and the Chiefs uh, and the Dolphins? Um, Or do you think this is really what the team is and we're going to fall to a maybe 10 and seven uh, record or nine and eight record? You know, the teams that we played in the first six weeks of the season, I mean, these were the games to get the offense clicking and get in shape. I mean, now we're, we're about to, um, you know, face the toughest part of our schedule, and these are really good teams. I mean, I, I don't know when they're going to get it together. It doesn't seem like anytime soon, um, you know, you would hope that they're going to be playing their best football in November and December when it starts to really matter. But from what I've seen so far, I mean, I'm not confident at, at all that they're going to get it together. Um, but you're right. You know, the play calling hasn't been great, but the players did Brian Johnson uh, no favors today with um, the turnovers. I mean, Swift had a fumble. They had, four, they had four turnovers today. I mean, it was four turnovers to zero. You're not going to win football games like that. Um, you know, all the dropped passes, the the constant pressures on Hurts. Um, you know, these aren't – so much X's and O's things as they are just players not playing well. But I do think there is some blame to go to Brian Johnson. Um, we're six weeks into the season now, and the offense just doesn't seem all that inspired to me. It doesn't seem as creative as when Shane Steichen was was calling the plays. Um, the RPO just doesn't seem to run as well. Um, you know, I think the most creative play they had was on that third down. They ran sort of a triple option um, with – 
Boston Scott in the backfield mm-hmm. and he went off for like 20 yards. Like that was a, that was a good play. That was a good creative play. It seemed like the Eagles had like 50 of those last year and you never see it now. I mean, the offense just seems pretty vanilla. Yeah, they had a couple good plays in the first quarter. They had Devontae Smith in the backfield. Like you were saying, they had the two running backs set to Boston Scott. Um, they had a couple of interesting things, and they got away from it. But, you know, I was talking with my dad about this. I mean, are they just getting too predictable? I mean, it seems like every single snap is a, you know, go back to pass. And, uh, you know, a Hurts, like, 10-step drop. And they're not running the ball at all. Sorry, Joe, you froze. Um, what? We'll uh, but okay. Um, yeah, I'm losing connection too. Um, but anyway, you want, you want to talk to... about the defense? Hold on. Let me uh, let me end this. I'll save the recording and we'll come back. All right, we are back after some technical difficulties, but Jeff, it's, it's time we talk about the defense today. Um, The defense letting up 10 points off of turnovers uh, and ultimately giving a chance for the Eagles to win. But what did you think about the the Eagles' defensive performance and Sean Desai and his play calling? Yeah, so I'm not going to be all negative Nancy all night. The defense, I actually thought, played really well. They only gave up 12 points in, in my eyes because, you know, the Jalen Hurts threw that interception to put them at like the seven yard line. And then the defense just let them score that touchdown. So, you know, the defense didn't give up a touchdown tonight. They gave up uh, four field goals. And I thought the defensive line played really well. You know, it, they, they didn't play well at first, but they got it together. Like it looks like Hassan Reddick is back now. I think he's had five sacks in the last two games. You know, ever since he had that cast removed, he's starting to look like his old self. I thought Milton Williams played really well. I thought Josh Sweat played really well. I thought Cox and Graham both played pretty well. Um, so I, you know, the defense they did they did everything to you know put us in a position to win. I mean, if you're only going to give up 12 points, the Eagles and all the talent they have on offense should be able to get it done. And you know, meanwhile, we're missing Darius Slay. We're missing Sidney Brown. You know, our secondary was completely depleted. When Garrett Wilson's a pretty good wide receiver, I mean, he made some big plays in that game. Um, but, you know, the Jets' offense isn't very good. So, you know, it's it's hard to be like, oh, like this Eagles defense is amazing. But they played they played well tonight. They they did enough to win. Um, so, you know, that that was the bright spot in this otherwise abysmal uh, abysmal game. Yeah. So I I, I agree. The defensive line. You got to be excited about it. I mean, they're still stopping the run. They stopped Reese Hall, who's a really good running back. Jordan Davis having half a sack. Brandon Graham having half a sack. Hassan Reddick, like you said, he got that cast off, and he looks like the player he was last year. So uh, Josh Sweat looks great. So all that stuff's amazing. I thought they played really well, even without Jalen Carter. Um, here's my issue with this defense, and it is the secondary. And not all of it is Sean Desai's fault, but my goodness, I mean, how many injuries can you sustain? Now, I know Darius Slay is probably going to be back next week, but Blankenship's hurt again. Sidney Brown's been out for three weeks. You just put Justin Evans, who 
not, I mean, he's not very good, but our safeties aren't very good. So losing him on IR is a big deal. Um, I mean, we're down to like our third string cornerbacks. Obviously, Avante Maddox is hurt. Bradley Roby got hurt this game. Um, that's a worry, especially next week. Jeff, do the Dolphins have any good wide receivers? I think, they might, have, yeah. I think they might have some good receivers. Next week, I'm uh, incredibly worried. Now, to me, it would be very NFL-ish if we go out and dominate the Dolphins next week when everybody expects us to lose. But I don't feel good about that game next week uh, with this secondary totally beat up. And I kind of agree with you. I don't think the defense has been dominant this year. I think they've been okay. There's some bright spots. And and we still kind of play a little soft sometimes when we shouldn't. But they've been okay. So that, that's my thoughts on the defense. Yeah, I mean, going into the season, it seemed like the defense was more questionable than the offense. Like, going into the season, we thought the offense was a sure thing. They're going to be putting up 28, 30 points a game. And it's really kind of been the opposite. Of, the defense has kind of been the strength of this team this season. Um, I mean, the offense lost the game today. But the competition we faced hasn't been great so far. So next Sunday is going to be our, our, our real first test against what might be the best offense in the NFL. I mean, this is a team that just a few weeks ago put up 70 points. I don't care who they were playing, 70 points in the NFL, 70 points. And I think they've dropped a couple 40 bombs um, so far. So, you know, this is an extremely high-powered offense. So if the Eagles – Eagles, they, they didn't come ready to play today. The offense looked sleepy um, for most of the game. They have to come ready to play Sunday night because I know Miami is. Um, and that game could get out of hand quick if, um, you know, the defense isn't ready and if the offense is, is sluggish like they are. I mean, they're going to have to – the Dolphins are going to put up points, and the, the offense has to keep pace, and there's really no excuse for it. We have the weapons. I mean, we have just as many weapons as Miami. So, um, And we're home, and we're, we're wearing the Kelly Greens for the first time. Come on. Let's, you can't lose the first Kelly Green game. So, and again, I don't want to be a negative Nancy here or a Negadelphian, and it's one loss, and I don't want to overreact. However, we've experienced now – in our adult life, two teams that went to the Super Bowl and obviously one that won the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, when we were kids, you had the 0-4 team, but, you know, we were, we were kids. Uh, both of the teams that went to the Super Bowl and obviously the 2017 team that won the Super Bowl, they felt special, okay? They didn't feel like, oh, they're pretty good and they're sneaking by. No, they felt like pretty early on, this is a team that can win the Super Bowl. If I'm being honest with you, Jeff, the team this year doesn't feel that way. Okay? I'm not saying they're going to miss the playoffs. I'm not saying that they might not win a playoff game. But they don't feel like a team that is just built for a Super Bowl. Now, they got great leadership, but you're, you already have a lot of injuries. You have a little bit of regression. How they respond to this game is going to mean everything. But the upcoming schedule, let's just talk about that, and then maybe we can end it for tonight because I'm a little depressed after that game. You got, obviously, the Dolphins next week, who look like a Super Bowl. They look like a Super Bowl contender. 
You got the Commanders, who's a divisional game. I don't care what you say about him, it's a divisional game. Then you got to play, let's see, the Cowboys two times. You got to play the Chiefs. You have to play the Bills. Even the Seahawks, we got to go to Seattle. And then you end the season with the Giants two times and the Cardinals. Well, don't forget about the 49ers, too. Yeah, we got the 49ers. Shouldn't forget about the 49ers, who I know they laid an egg tonight. These are seriously the best teams in the NFL that that we're about to play. I mean, Miami, Buffalo, Kansas City, those are – those are the three best teams in the AFC. And then uh, Dallas, San Francisco, those are, those are the other – that's our competition in the NFC. And I always say, listen, to be the best, you got to beat the best. I don't want to necessarily have an easy schedule. But my point is, the team last year, I would be much more confident in beating these teams or at least, you know, getting a lot of wins in that tough part of the schedule. This team – after the way they played against bad teams. And honestly, like, we have gotten lucky a few times to win games. I mean, we really probably should have lost against the Commanders, right? I mean, they took us to overtime. If Ron Rivera had any guts, he would have beat us with a two-point conversion at the end of regulation. I, I am a little worried, okay? And listen, if we don't beat them, we don't deserve to win the Super Bowl. And again, I will say a lot of it does have to do with injuries. I mean, we're beat up this year, which is one of our biggest concerns going into the season. But if I'm just being honest, forget about the injuries for a second. The coaching and the quarterbacking have not been as good as last year. Not saying I'm out on Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts. I think that he could turn it around next week. And I'm not saying he's even been bad. He just hasn't been as good as an MVP candidate would be. Nope. Um, you know, you're going back to some of the, I mean, we probably should have lost to Washington. I mean, I know the refs were really favoring them that game, um, but we, that Washington's a game we could have easily lost and they're not a very good team. We could have lost the first game of the season to the one in five New England Patriots. I mean, these let's are- talk about that. Not only one in five, they get like blown out every game, the Patriots. I mean, they almost beat us. They very well could have, and they, they stink. They're, they're one of the five worst teams in the NFL. Talk so- about luck. The Vikings and Justin Jefferson fumbling the ball out of the end zone before halftime. That's luck. If that doesn't happen to the best receiver in the entire league, we probably lose that game. They score a touchdown there. I mean, heck, even look back to last week. We had to score a touchdown with 25 seconds before halftime to stay in that game against the Rams. So, and listen, that was a great drive. But the Rams aren't a good team. So, listen, again, the 49ers, they just lost to P.J. Walker and the Browns. So, again, I don't want to over, you know, overblow anything. But you know what? In the rest of the 49ers games, they dominated. We have had yet to have a game where we've dominated. And they've dominated against Dallas, who a lot of people will say, you know, top three team in the NFC. So that's like a real team that they've laid the smack down on. We'll see if the Eagles can do that to, uh, you know, one of these good teams coming up. But I'm not confident. You know, coming into the season, I thought the Eagles would win 12 or 13 games. Based off the six games I've watched this year, I'm bumping that down to 11. And I don't think – that's overreacting from today's loss either. They just have not looked very good. 
And the only thing I will say is, you know, the NFC isn't great. We just saw the 49ers lose to P.J. Walker today. I mean, I know the Browns have a – the Browns might have the best defense in the NFL, honestly. They've been uh, really, really good this year. Um, so the only thing I can say is that the NFC isn't great. So, you know, we can still kind of play okay and hopefully get it together towards the end of the season to make a run. But there is a team in the NFC that – we should start paying attention to, and that's the Detroit Lions. They're five and one now too, and they're fighting for that one seed. And I think, you know, they were the sexy pick coming into the year. A lot of people weren't sure if they'd actually live up to all the hype. Well, they, they really have so far. And I think they've been playing better football than the Eagles this season. So that's another team to watch out for. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no doubt about that. And the funny thing about the Detroit Lions is they would have been so much better off picking Jalen Carter and not picking Jameer Gibbs, who's terrible. And I know he's terrible because he's on my fantasy football team. Why would you draft that guy in the top half of the first round, never use him? Uh, and, and they could have kept DeAndre Swift. So, Well, that's why there's Lions and haven't won a playoff game in, you know, 30, 40 years or however long it's been. Um, you know, I just mean, imagine to- Jalen Carter and Aiden Hutchinson together for the next 10 years. That would have... I mean, the Lions are just, uh, you know, we, we can't let them win. But you know what? The Jets just beat us. One of the worst organizations in professional sports. And they've beat never us. beaten us before, which was hurts even more. Yeah. And by the way, um, we didn't really talk about how the Jets played. I mean, you got to say Zach Wilson, not that he was spectacular or anything, but he probably played one of the best games he ever played. And, and again, not spectacular, but he didn't really put the ball in harm's way. And he got him enough field goals to win the game. Yeah, I mean, he has a low bar. Is kind of the point I'm making. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he, Zach Wilson doesn't have you know uh, too many highlight films. Let's just say that. I mean, this guy uh, hasn't played too many good games in his NFL career. But the last three weeks is probably the best stretch of football he's ever played. I mean, I didn't think he played great today. I thought he was. Um, yeah, yeah, confident. He was average. Um, you know, it was good enough to beat our team, though. Um, he didn't throw an interception. No, he didn't. We, he we didn't. Had, when's the last time we had a turnover? I mean, it, it start, that's a worry with the defense. But, again, when we think back, maybe we'll end it on this. Uh, when we think back, some of the worries were last season we had a ton of turnovers. And that's something that's very volatile. It's hard to sustain over – multiple seasons we didn't have a lot of injuries last year that's hard to sustain over multiple seasons we had a quarterback that burst onto the scene where the second season is always a little bit easier to regress uh, because defensive coordinators have tape on them heck i know pat mahomes won his super bowl his second year but his second year as a starter was not as good as his first year as a starter you know his first year he had 50 touchdowns his second year he had like 25 touchdowns so it might be tough for this season uh, to go back. But, listen, I don't want to be all negative. They have the talent, if we can get healthy, to get hot and to get into the playoffs and to make some moves. So let's not lose all hope after one, one game. But there's things to be genuinely concerned about, regardless of the win-loss record. Yeah, they have plenty of time to to get it together, and I'm not counting them out. I still think they can go and win the Super Bowl. 
Um, they just have to play up to the level that they're capable of playing. And we haven't seen it yet, but, you know, hopefully we see it soon. Anything else you want to discuss before we sign off on whatever you want to talk about, Jeff? No, let's, let's just end it there. It's, it's late. I don't think we've ever done a podcast. Um, Post-game? You know, Post-game show? Post-game, right after the Birds game. So these are, you know, more raw. We haven't had time to really process what we just saw. So we're a little sour right now. But the Phillies play tomorrow. Yeah, Phillies. Hopefully, you know, they get me in a better mood and I don't have to wait until next Sunday to, uh, you know, have a smile on my face. Hopefully the Phillies can, you know, do their thing and uh, get us back to the World Series. We did, we did forget to bring this up. Uh, Jake Elliott, our, our hero, missing an easy field goal. It's like literally everything that could go wrong it today. Was contagious. I mean, the offense yeah, was uh, Jake Elliott was like, oh, here, let me uh, join in on the, uh, the shit party and just uh, miss the 30-something yarder. So Yeah, which, you know what, let me ask you this, Jeff. If that were a 58-yarder, does he make it? I'm more confident with Jake Elliott from 50-plus than I am with <laughs> 35 to 40. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense, but he has such a strong leg and he just seems to nail those long kicks. And I'm always nervous when it comes to like 30 something yarders and he missed it. That, I mean, he didn't lose us the game by any means, but it, it no. would have been a pretty big field goal at the time if he made it. No, you know what lost the game is that instead of scoring a touchdown there, and taking control of the game. We said we're going to settle for a field goal because we could because our red zone offense is atrocious. So I don't blame Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott is the hero of this season so far. Uh, Jake Elliott probably won us two football games. I yeah. mean, that's, that's nuts that your kicker has had that much of an impact on your football season, but it's the truth. I mean, he's the only one that, you know, Every single game has been exceptional, you know. And the, the new punter has been good the last couple of weeks. And Covey didn't have his best game today, but he's been good. The special teams, we'll give them some credit uh, on a, a negative day. So special teams is looking better. The rest of the team, not so much. Anyway, Jeff, uh, let's go, Phils. Uh, we're back at it next week with the Dolphins, Kelly Green, baby. And uh, everybody have a wonderful night. Fly, swoop, fly.